salt and light. So welcome everyone back to our podcast. This is our second episode thus far. Um, And as we mentioned in the last episode, we are going to start with our testimonies. So Bonnie will start us off with her testimony. Hopefully it will be within 30 minutes, but if not, (laughs) I'm going to try guys. (laughs) Then it'll be a a two part if we go over because I ask a lot of questions. So yes, you can (laughs) thanks. can take it away. So so... maybe maybe for people Mm -hmm. who don't know what a testimony is, um, basically, well, my interpretation of it is, well, obviously it relates to God. Yeah. Um, and it's just basically talking about what what God took you from. Yeah, like what he took you out of. Right. You know, like how did he get your attention? How did he, you know, you were going through something at some point in your life and yeah. finally got a, God got a hold of you and you actually paid notice because I think there's a lot of times where and we'll talk about it too. Like, um, he does save us from so many things, yes, but we don't always like recognize that. We'll be like, "Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that was God," and then we move on and we continue to live mm-hmm. our lives the way we were living it before. Yeah. Um. So in before. this regard, we're talking about you know something that that Bonnie actually paid attention to, and that's what changed her life around. Yeah. 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 So. Um my testimony pretty much was, uh, so I was born in the Bronx and, um, unfortunately my parents got a divorce. So me and my brother or my brother and I, my mom, we moved out of the Bronx. Uh, I was about 10 years old and we moved upstate New York. So that's like about an hour away from the Bronx. So figure, you know, away from my dad. And when we went to the Bronx, like we spoke about in our previous episode, um, the church, you know, my, our grandfather's church is in the Bronx. So mm-hmm. moved away from that. And, um, but we would still come down. My brother and I, my, our mom would every Friday drop us off in the city. Was it uh, every week or was it every other week? Every weekend. It was, okay. for like, yeah, it was for a while. Every weekend we would like pack Thursday night. And then after school on Friday, like she would pick us up right after instead of taking the bus and we already have all our things in the car. We would go grab something to eat on the way and we would go down to the Bronx and she would drop us off and we would stay the weekend um, with our Which dad. Which I remember because your father at that time lived in the same building. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As, yeah. yeah as we lived in my parents yeah. and I lived in uh, on Bainbridge. Yeah. Some yeah. A little bit. So we yeah. used to go out and, and hang out. So I used to look forward to you actually coming because right. you were always my favorite cousin. And then you yeah. moved away. Thank you. I know. I know. Um, so okay. So, <laughs> and yeah. And yeah. I remember. Yeah. You guys used to come to our apartment too. My dad's apartment. Mm-hmm. When your sister got hurt in the head. Remember? That's another Yeah. Story. Oh my God. So, um, yeah. We were like, shh, 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 stop, stop. Don't cry. Don't cry. Um, <laughs> So, so every time, so, you know, because we would still go down to the city every weekend, of course, we still went to church, my brother and I, because my dad was always, you know, going to church every Sunday. Um, but as we got older and see, because when we moved upstate, obviously it was a whole new world for us. We didn't know anybody. Well, how old were you? You were like 10, you said? Yeah, I was like around 10 years old when we moved. And yeah. that was like out of nowhere, kind of like. 
Yeah. Now looking back, I kind of see the steps <laughs> into that. But again, I was so young that I didn't know what was going on. I was just like, whatever. I'm just following my mom around, you know? Yeah. And we just ended up in a house upstate with, and then we ended up like, what is Did they ever explain to you? I'm just curious. Did they ever explain that they were getting a divorce and what does that mean and stuff? Um, Not really that I remember. Like when we were still living in the Bronx, uh, we, you know, we lived in a, uh, a three-story house, like a, a on Kelly. Was called, uh, yeah. Um, my dad, I just remember like them sleeping in separate rooms. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, like she ended up like bunking with me and my brother in our bedroom mm-hmm. and my dad was sleeping in their bedroom alone. So I remember that, but they never really said like, that I remember maybe my brother remembers if it did happen but I don't recall them sitting us down and Mm -hmm. talking about like hey we're gonna separate it just to me it just like it was just like it just happened like I just remember them sleeping in separate rooms it was like that for a while and then all of a sudden we just packed up a weekend and we just left Mm-hmm. Um, and what really set it off too was a really quick snippet is uh you know we kind of lived in a bad area and there was always things going kind on of. and then one <laughs> yeah was one of the worst areas in the area. it was um there was a night where my mom came home late and thank god she came home at the time that she did because somebody was trying to break into me and my brother's bedroom on the fire escape through the window oh my god yeah and so that kind of set it off maybe like, you were home alone no, my dad was there, but it was late at night. He was sleeping, you know, in his room, and me and my brother's bedroom was in the back. Where was your um, mom? She was out partying. Out. She was because they were separated. So mm-hmm. I don't know. She was just. It's a mystery. Wow. It's a mystery. That's another yeah, episode. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So when she came home, somebody was trying to break in to our bedroom, and thank God she came home at that time because if not, I don't even know what would have happened. But um, so yeah. kind of like set it off because mm-hmm. she wanted to move out of the Bronx for that reason too but my dad never really wanted to move out of the Bronx mm-hmm. um so that kind of set it off like right there she was like that's it I'm done like I'm, I'm leaving mm-hmm. um so yeah so but during that time we would come down on the weekend we would still go to church um you know every Sunday every time we would go down there and then my mom would pick us up Sunday after church um, oh, I remember like, she used to pick you up too early. Yeah, she and we used to get mad because yep, you couldn't she, hang uh, out after. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That. Yep. Yeah, because yeah, she you know she wanted to get us early. We would have to leave early. That's yeah. right. Yeah, used to. I remember you sneaking out through the back because your mom had come and you just yes. left early. I remember that. That just came yep. to my mind. That's yeah. yeah. That kind of just came to my mind too. I forgot mm-hmm. about that um but like I was saying before then like as time went on and we got older we started to like you know make friends over there and then plus two my mom got tired of driving down to the Bronx all the time like so it kind of just started like slowing down Mm -hmm. um at that time and then my mom didn't um attend church so like if we didn't go down it's not like we would go to church Mm -hmm. so that kind of just like started the tone and then um but then as my brother got his driver license then we would like go down you know every once in yeah, a while yeah but not but... for like the service just to like hang out y- yeah yeah pretty much so then after that we kind of just stopped going down much and then that kind of led me 
into not really going to church as much. Um, so then from there, I started kind of straying away even further from God than I already was. Like, of course, it was instilled in me. I always believed in God and everything like that. But I knew religion. I didn't know relationship. I just knew mm-hmm. to like go to church, but I didn't really have that relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And then as time went on, um, I just kind of like completely fell away. And then I never really paid much attention to God from there. Like I would sometimes like pray here and there. My dad, I still have it to this day. He gave me a Precious Moments pink Bible. Oh, I love Precious Moments. Yeah, I still have that. I gave it to my daughter. It was um, like the angels, like the things with the big heads and they have big yes. eyes. Yes. Yeah, but I they, loved it too. How you notice they were all white? There was no Spanish Precious Moments. <laughs> right? They were all um white. They were all, they were all white, yeah. yeah. But they had cute, like figurines. Yeah, but they I saw you. It was pink. I still have it. It's still in good condition. Oh, wow. Give it to your kids. No, I did. I gave it to um, my daughter, my, my, my middle child. So mm-hmm. gave it to her. But um, that Bible I would read here and there. Like mm-hmm. I would remember in my room upstate, like here and there, I would read it. I, I have a, I always journaled since I was young. So from there, like I would journal to God and I was I remember like saying like dear God you know and I would always so I kind of <laughs> like dear God this is Margaret wasn't that like a yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that was like a movie or a book or something you know? so I would it's always be like, because I always believed in God but I always viewed God as like this far away yeah thing like mm-hmm. spirit you know mm-hmm. so you know I I, I did and I didn't but then as I got older like I said I kind of just strayed away and then I got into like just I would always watch a lot of dark movies, a lot of like scary dark, movies. like what? Anything like, that was your favorite like scary movie? Witches and um, I mean I watched all of the like Michael Myers movie, Texas Chainsaw. I was thing with witches. Yeah. Uh, it had to do especially like with witches and everything like that. Like the shows like Charmed, all these shows. Mm-hmm. Higher Slayer, all these shows like How I about love. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. You know, my father caught me watching it and he was like, It was bad for my house. I could not watch it. I was yeah, trying to watch it on the hilarious. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I've heard of I never really got into that show much, but I oh. I remember some episodes, but like my favorite, especially my brothers, was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Buffy, yeah. And I started watching Charm. Then I like anything that had to do with that, which and is world and natural stuff. Yeah, I was yeah. always into that stuff. And like I said, I think before I remember going to like I said, Barnes and Nobles and I wanted to look for like a witch book that had like curses in it, but nothing to do anything bad. Well, bad, quote unquote, because there's no such thing. I wanted to do something good or see if I could, you know, just to see. I wanted Save to just mess the world. Up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got into all that stuff. Um and then for me, I thought as long as I was like a good, nice person, quote unquote, mm-hmm. I'm okay, that's good enough. Like, so that's, and then I just kind of just lived my life. You know, I didn't really pay much attention to like what God would want for my life. I just did me, as they say, I just did me. And then it led into me, you know, I lived upstate all my life from yeah. there, you know, got married, uh, had my children. So now at this point, fast forward, I'm like, around 29 30 years old mm-hmm. um and you had I, how many kids at that point i had about three kids yeah at, three at the kids. point of when you were already like going through your- yes i had all three of my kids yeah at that point um so now i'm and then two you know got married i i stood up state 
had our first apartment there and then we moved to Pennsylvania. Then we bought a house in New Jersey. So here we are like moving back and forth. I'm having, you know, I'm, I'm having children, I'm newly married. Um, and then when we moved to New Jersey, I was kind of like alone. So I think it's kind of started there too. Mm-hmm. Kind of was like, how do you say? And tell how old your kids are because they're, they're pretty close in age. So that's tough. Yeah. My son is 12. Then I have my two girls. Uh, one of them is nine and then the other one is eight. Yeah, so they're all pretty close in age, especially when they're when they're young and they can't care for themselves. That's right. That's yeah, yeah. When I was in Jersey. I had uh, we had our son, and then we had I just gave birth to uh, our second child, our daughter, and then I became pregnant while I was there while my daughter was still young. Mm-hmm. And then, so I became pregnant there. So I'm you in got Jersey pregnant right away. Yeah, right away as soon as you gave birth, popped her out, which is the next one. Yeah. <laughs> So I think from there, it kind of started because here I am, you know, with yeah. the kid pregnant. And then my husband at the time, he was he was working three jobs now at that time, like his main job that he picked up two extra jobs. So it was like I felt like I was always alone with the kids. I had a lot of things. Yeah. With the kids being pregnant, I had a lot of things to do. And then I didn't have like my family or anything like that near us. Mm-hmm. So it was hard. I felt very lonely. So I think it kind of started from there, too. But I just instead of again, instead of like giving it to God, looking to God, I just put it all on myself because I thought, well, I'm the mom. I could do it. I'm supposed to do it. I have to have everything together. So I I think it just kind of built throughout time and throughout Mm -hmm. the years and just dealing with everything. But I just kind of like kept it to myself or kept it inside. Mm -hmm. And from there, it's kind of like a long story, but basically we rented our house out in New Jersey. We moved back to PA where we still are now moved back to PA and um we had our house rented out for about six years um but there in PA I then I really felt the effects of being lonely because I really didn't know anybody besides my Mm in-laws sister-in-law as well but you know she has kids too so it was like it wouldn't it wasn't like we could get together all the time or anything like that um and I didn't know anybody like I was completely alone so it, it really started hitting me there Mm-hmm. I really feel lonely. And then all of a sudden it just hit me one day. Like I just fell into like a depression and I would like cry every day. And then I started getting anxiety and, and I was like surrounded with fear. And I just felt like mm-hmm. I, wasn't good enough. I wasn't good enough of a mom. I wasn't good enough of a wife. I felt like, I felt like I was in a hole, like in a dark hole. And I was just sinking mm-hmm. in that hole and I couldn't get out of it. And I would wake up every day crying. Yeah. Um, I couldn't really sleep at night. It was a lot of things. And, um, but throughout that time, thank God. And I would talk, I would talk to people. I would talk to my friends, my mom, but nobody really understood. I didn't even understand what was going on with me. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like some of it was physical because I, you know, I, I, I think it did have to do with maybe like a delayed postpartum. Cause that does happen too. Um, so I do think some of it had to do physically the fact mm-hmm. that I just never took a break. I was just always go, go, go. Um, but I know most of it, a lot of it had to do spiritually. And at that point, I felt like. Well, how did a- you know? How did you know? Like, the, like to distinguish between it being something like a mental, you know, dealing with pregnancy and kids and all that stuff versus it being a spiritual battle. Um, I think it was. Well, when that all started happening, I didn't know what was going on with me, like I said, so I. I went and I took the, the, how do you say, like the natural human steps mm-hmm. and, I, and I went to a doctor, I spoke to my doctor 
and she wanted to right away mm-hmm. put me on pills. I forgot the name of them, but she wants to put me on pills, a low dose. like Xanax because there's yeah. Xanax for anxiety, all that stuff. Yeah, and but and she put me on a low dosage because she said that it would cause like it could cause hallucinations and oh all these gosh. things. My kids all the time. I cannot be doing that. So anyway, she put me on a low dosage. Mm. I took them for like the first two days, but I kept hearing like I don't know how to describe it. Like in your heart, in my heart and my spirit and my mind, like this is not for you. This is not gonna help you. This is not for you. Like this is something more. And I kept hearing it, but of course I thought like you going crazy hearing things like is this true you know and it's right the pills about- it's the pills yeah, it's making me hallucinate yeah. um i stopped i didn't take it then again taking the human natural way i went to a therapist and there's nothing wrong with seeing a therapist mm-hmm. if you feel like you need a therapist then by all means but of course you just pray your way through it mm-hmm. um because sometimes you know in different situations god deals with people's situations differently and he knows mm-hmm. what you need and sometimes he'll work right away supernaturally or sometimes he's going to take you through steps so he could use mm-hmm. that therapist he could anoint that therapist to help you along the way with prayer and with surrendering your situation to god mm-hmm. but for me in my situation i went and i only went the one time and again i just felt like this isn't it for me like i just felt like there was something more it was a bigger battle than this it was mm-hmm. it was it was something spiritual i just felt like it just I just needed to surrender myself to God completely. Mm-hmm. And that's how I was like at a crossroads and God was calling me. God was knocking on my door as they but say when on you my say, heart. say like surrender, what do you mean by that? Um, surrender means to just completely, I needed to completely give all of my life, every area of my life over to God, completely mm-hmm. over to God. How, well, how did you go about so, doing that? I didn't do it right away. I kept crying out to God and I kept saying, but God, you know, because then I felt every time to get down on my knees and pray mm-hmm. every time, every time I had like a bad thought or every time I would struggle, mm-hmm. I was struggling that day. Or I was crying. All I felt to do literally was get down on your knees and pray. Well, was get that strange though? Because like for someone who, okay, you grew up in church, but then all those years without God and all of a sudden now, like you're feeling to pray and you're feeling like to get closer to God. Like, was that? a weird it was weird I it was weird but at the same time I was so thankful that I grew up in church Mm -hmm. and that I knew it was like everything came back to me at that like remembering praying and rebuking and did you like bust out that precious moments bible real quick I didn't (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even read the word I don't think throughout that time I just really yeah not throughout that time I was just actually I might be lying. I think, I don't remember if it was during that time or after I gave my heart to God that I started reading the book of Psalms. I just uh-huh. felt like the book of Psalms all the time. Yeah. Um, but throughout, throughout that time, I, I really remember just praying, like literally as they say, praying your way through it, like yeah. the battle. I was praying every day. And even though I didn't see results right away and I still felt it, I was crying out to the Lord. It's like what it says in the word, cry out to the Lord and he will hear you. Mm-hmm. And I... And I just felt like he was walking me through steps. But onto- how did like, so because we know this from experience that as you're trying to draw near to God, there's a battle going on for your life. Yes, every and- night, every night I would hear, I would feel, like I said, I would feel fear every night. I felt mm-hmm. like, um, like God didn't love me. God is not mm-hmm. going to save me. I'm done. That's it. What's going to happen to me from here? 
you know, there's no way out. You know, I felt all these things all the time. And that's what made me afraid. But those were lies of the enemy. Yeah. But but because I wasn't saved at that point and because I didn't understand it fully, I didn't have the means to fight back. Mm-hmm. I just kind of cowered down and I was like, oh, my God. And I was believing everything. Mm-hmm. But thank God that God and his mercy and people praying for me and whoever our grandparents and other people that those prayers stuck because thank God for his mercy that he walked me through it. He mm-hmm. kept saying, what? no matter what I was hearing, he kept saying, get down on your knees and pray, mm-hmm. get, that's all get down on your knees and pray. And every night, every day, whenever, I don't care if it was in the morning, afternoon, whatever time I would get down on my knees and pray, crying, not understanding. And I would get down on my knees and pray. And then finally, well, I felt, well, before you mm-hmm. continue, like, um prayer is such an important thing and we're not going to get into it today that maybe that would be actually a good topic to talk about like why prayer is so important because i think a lot of people think that oh when i pray you know god's not going to listen to me because of all my sins oh you know if i praise you know nobody's listening but god has his eye on every single one of us and he is just waiting for us to to talk to him as keep knocking keep asking and, yeah. you keep, and the keep door on. will be open to you like you keep yeah. on but you know even even if you're if you're not you weren't born you know and raised like how we were in church and and you don't right. have that background right. but i think you know sometimes a lot of times god brings us to the end of ourselves like our desperation so that when we have nothing left we're like okay let's kind of like try out god Right. You know, and see if he's going to answer. And he brings us to that place so we can finally, like Bonnie said, surrender our lives and yeah. be like, God, I can't do this anymore. If there's a God, just exactly. help me. And and God yeah. is never late. He's right. always on time. It feels like he's late because mm-hmm. I've experienced him. And I've, I've experienced him right now. I feel like he's always late. Yeah. But he's never on time. And, you know, next, you know, maybe in some topics that, you know, coming up in the future, like, prayer is so important because when you pray you have you open that direct line between you and god and those lies that you were hearing from the enemy you know because you know the enemy you know when we say the enemy we mean the devil okay um there's no other way around around it there's a devil there's demons there's god there's angels so you know he puts those lies and thoughts into our minds and if we are not steadfast in god when we if we don't have that full armor of god we don't have that ability and we don't have that strength to fight it off because we don't even know so in your case bonnie you didn't know like you knew but you didn't know how to fight it off right so i think that's why god was telling you get down on your knees and pray because that prayer was when you spoke those words to god he can act on your behalf i was asking him to help me i was i was i was pleading i was crying out again crying out to the lord asking him to help me so it allowed that like opening mm-hmm. and, and for, like that invitation mm-hmm. because you know? the, and that's one thing about uh really quick too sorry i'm getting off but that's yeah. one thing about god is that god is a gentleman yeah. you know and when we yeah. talk about god we talk about god jesus holy spirit you know because they're a trinity in one um he's a gentleman he's not gonna force his way into your no. life he's not mm-hmm. gonna force you to believe in him he's not gonna do that he waits for you like he shows you mercy, he shows you kindness, he shows you love, but he's going to wait for you to come to him. Yeah. And so, you know, when you were doing that, 
it opened, like you said, that invitation to be like, God, help me. Like finally surrendering, God, help me. And now he can work on your behalf. You know, now, and he could, he could have done it before, of course, because God is almighty, but he wants you to come to that point where I need you, God. I need you. I need you to fight for me. The point that I went, and I think that's why he allowed me Mm -hmm. to go through everything. Yeah. So that I could finally see, like, I can't do this on my own. I can't, I need, I cannot do this all by myself. Like, yes, you might be able to, and it could take years. Mm hmm come to the lord till later on in their life and and i mean i came to me i came late but thank god i was still at a young enough age and after that i didn't want to waste any more time but some people they could go on you know i mean but look at all these look at all these people today you know and i'll talk about my testimony at another time but who are depressed for years and they're just living with it you know because it's normal they think uh well there's nothing else i could do there's nothing that you can do or or they take you yeah, know, or they or they take medicine and they take medicine. yeah, like and, and again, it's not to say yes, we are physical human beings. We do live in this earth, so sometimes we do need, mm-hmm. you know, things of this earth like medicine or therapy or anything like that. There's sometimes we do need it, but that doesn't it heal doesn't you. You have to pay that way on mm-hmm. it. Like you could, if you feel like you need a therapist, you really do. Then go get a therapy or, or a therapist, but still pray your way through it ask god to help you to deliver you to deliver you because he is the healer of all healers he is the doctor above every doctor so mm-hmm. he can use that as a part of your walk as a part of your deliverance mm-hmm. that therapist but it doesn't mean that you have to stay that way and but the thing is too even with medicine even with therapy mm-hmm. you know those are kind of like band-aids to the yeah. issue you like really need healing inside yeah only god can heal like only yeah. he can heal every true. single part of you he can yeah. go and you know when we talk about you know my testimony he can go in the past and heal those things of your past you yeah. know because that's that's who god is he doesn't do anything like halfway right you know and so he was able to you know not only heal you but he can he will restore you your whole life and and you know from there i i i felt to get people to pray over me that's what i felt so i called my dad he's a you know a pastor so and he came up with two other young ladies and they came to my house thank god they prayed over me they spoke to me and i think it was that night after i finally i just surrendered myself to god i literally dropped on my knees in my son's room i remember and i gave my life to god i said okay god you know what i give up i give everything to you i surrender that is it. I'm done. I give my heart to you. And mm-hmm. from there, I little by little, I'm not going to say right away, because sometimes he does work quickly right away. Like you, mm-hmm. that's it completely heal you from whatever it is. But sometimes it does take a little bit of time and he allows that for a reason. We could talk about that maybe on another um, podcast. Well, I have that. That was my experience. Yeah. So for me, it wasn't like super right away. But let me tell you, right after that, little by little, I noticed every night I could sleep a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I got a little bit better sleep I felt better I felt lighter as the days went on and on and then fast forward to now I am delivered from that thank God so that but is... that doesn't mean like make mention because that doesn't mean that the enemy won't come back and try to bring yeah. that anxiety in your life yeah, he does. he tries he still tries yeah there are times where I feel like it wants to come back like it wants to happen again but you know what God closed that door and every time I'm like Lord keep that door closed in the name of Jesus. Help me to keep that door closed in the name of Jesus. And I yeah. pray my way through it and I speak against it 
because it doesn't mean that the enemy is not going to try. He's always going to try. And he'll try new tactics too. But mm-hmm. he'll usually treat the ones that got you from before. So yes, I was delivered from it. It doesn't mean that I'm never going to uh, like uh, be tempted or try to come up against it. Yeah. I, I'm already delivered from it. That's it. And it's and it's our po- it's we play a part with God. You know, he does things for us, but we are also very essential exactly. in, you know, God's work. And, right. you know, so we have to also be conscious that we're keeping those doors closed. Like with, um, like you were mentioning the scary movies and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't watch that anymore because you no. know that, that if opens- you do, that opens a door yeah. a, a yes. right to the enemy. And when we say door, that means like um, if you have a certain weakness you know, in your life, that it's a known weakness that, you know, God has pointed his finger on. Like for you is anxiety. For you, yeah. it's um that, you know, scary movies and just like that whole interest yeah. in that. Um, but if you decide to be like, oh, well, let me just watch this again. And, and you know, let me do what I was doing before. You're opening that, that um, entryway for the enemy to just put his foot in. And mm-hmm. kick that door right open and you'll end up right where you were. And and not only right where you were, you'll end up worse. Because it yeah. says, you know, I think it was in the New Testament that, you know, when uh, a demon or something comes back to like, you know, taunt you or whatever, it comes back with his his friends. He don't say it in that in those words, but, you know, he's not just coming by himself. He's coming with other people. Exactly. Other demons, you know. To try to mess you up even worse, to try to bring you down even further than you were before, right? You know, so it's it's our job too to keep those things closed. Yeah, it doesn't mean because God delivered you, that's it. You don't have to do any work towards it. You don't gotta yeah. pray. You don't gotta you don't gotta work on yourself. That doesn't mean that. It means that you you accept it, you believe it, you trust in it, but you do your part, which is reading the word every day, uh, praying to the Lord, having that close relationship with Him. You know continuing to ask him for direction and to lead your steps so it does take part or, or work on our part so um mm-hmm. but yes, that is my testimony and i'm so glad that god came and he saved me and he had mercy and grace on me mm-hmm. um, just like i know that he will have and has had on many others um so that i'm just so grateful every day i thank him every day <laughs> because we're no you know just because we had like we mentioned i think in the first episode just because we have a background in church and things like that we're not special like god is not a respecter of of persons so that means like what he does for one he will do for the next because we are all his children he loves us all just the same yeah and it's not that he um, loves our sin he hates the sin that we do but he loves us yes. because you know he created us he knows everything about us it says you know um that he knew us when we were in our mother's womb he saw us you know um and that's amazing just to even think about like he put us together perfectly like we are perfectly and wonderfully made you know so it's like you know if he did it for you if he did it for me he would do it for anybody like nobody is too far from god's grace nobody cry out to him and crying out to him doesn't just mean physically like crying out like you could cry out if you want but even if you're just in in your own room anywhere even in a whisper even in your mind in your heart Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. means to, to ask him for help ask him for guidance ask him direction lord you know what is going on with me and and how could you help me what what should i do what are the steps i should take i surrender my life to you lord forgive me for all of my sins and help Mm -hmm. me this life and whatever way that he leads you then just trust in him 
for direction and he that's will a whole you down. other like thing like just path. trusting in god it is but so yes that's but, that's my testimony mm-hmm. i appreciate you guys listening in and and i hope and pray that this helps somebody out there at least one person um yeah and to, mm-hmm. and we hope that you know um you will continue listening and find yeah. some type of encouragement um, yes. through what we went through and next you know next i'll be doing my testimony which i don't know about it it might be three parts i don't know because <laughs> but that's okay because <laughs> testimonies are meant to help people so you know what yeah because i got so many <laughs> stories in between and somebody could relate to yours obviously i know somebody's gonna relate to yours just like somebody's gonna relate to mine even if it's one person yeah, because so. there's there's so many stories with the lady with the the red Gatorade or what was a Powerade. Yeah, that's such and, a funny. You know, there there's just so yeah. many things that was happening. Yes. Um, so that will be next. I'll probably be maybe two parts. I'm hoping. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to shorten it. But you know, I don't wanna. I don't wanna Let's take see. nothing out. It's all right. <laughs> it's interesting. So yeah. it'll be funny. <laughs> all yeah. right. Well, guys. Thanks for tuning in and I hope you have a blessed day. Go out there, have fun, enjoy yourself, have a laugh, and just remember to always take a break too. Relax. Yeah. And don't keep be so hard. first. Yes, take a break. For sure. And pray. Yes. All right. All right well, thanks, Bonnie. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.